0: Oh, just this once. That's been said far too often for things done far more than one time. Have you ever thought a decision of yours was a one-time thing and ended up becoming well, part of your lifestyle? Or maybe you've justified your poor lifestyle because those around you are the same, if not worse. If this resonates, maybe you can relate to the man in our story. Let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. (laughs) Yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I've got a few questions for you. What is stopping you from breaking your bad habits? Do you feel like your habits control you, in a sense, and what are those habits? We're going to explore those areas in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. If you're feeling stuck in the mud with one poor decision after another, or you alter your standard of good and bad to fit your lifestyle, how are you planning to change that? Are you planning to change that? When you seem to be succeeding and then crash and burn, what is your backup plan? The man in our story accepted his poor lifestyle and even allowed that to greatly impact his dearest relationships. His willfulness and self-sabotage were destroying everything in his perimeter. That is, until he knelt in humility and there found hope. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to announce the winner of the prize for our sweepstakes drawing. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize that this person was really excited about. And we're really excited to tell you about it. And stay tuned for the chance to enter our next sweepstakes drawing for your chance to win. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Art Armenta.
1: My street's coming up on the right.
2: Which house is yours?
1: Just pull over at the corner. It's only a short walk.
2: I don't mind dropping off at your house.
1: This is better. Thanks, anyway.
2: I was hoping we could sit on your steps and, well, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, I know what you know means. Listen, Arturo.
2: It's Art. That's what my friends call me.
1: Art. It was fun cruising around with you. But my parents, they really don't want me to hang out with guys like you.
2: Well, I'm sure if they just met me, they'd...
1: say. Is he that barrio boy that likes to party and smoke pot? The one who keeps calling you? He's no good for you, Stella. Stay away from that one. <laughs>
2: Everybody does drugs. And I can quit whenever I want to. So why don't you? Uh, one day, maybe. But right now, why should I? Life's a party. Huh, until the police bust you. They won't catch me next time.
1: Is that why you didn't graduate? Uh, oh, you were in jail, weren't you? So? Being in jail doesn't make me a bad person. No, Arthur. It just means you're headed for trouble, unless you... Unless
2: you become my girlfriend?
1: (laughs) That will never happen. (laughs) You'll change your mind. You'll see. Hard to date someone when they're in prison. You can always write me. Sure. I'll write you every week. See? You do like me. (laughs) Estás (laughs) loco! Yeah, I do like you.
0: This is Unshackled dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. While the city of Chicago still faces issues of violence, unrest, and corruption, it's also home to Pacific Garden Mission. We're the oldest continuously operating rescue mission in the country. Serving the homeless since 1877, we are grateful for friends like you who send financial gifts to keep the doors open. Through your gifts, God provides nourishing meals, fresh clothing, and a safe place to sleep for those in desperate need. And above all, He provides the love that can set us free. And that's what this program celebrates. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3698 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The friends we make in high school have a tremendous influence on the choices we make in life. They can either cheer us on to achieve great things, or they can drag us down to make choices we later regret. That's what happened to the man in our story. We now bring you the true testimony of Art Armenta, right now on Unshackled.
2: As I drove away from Stella that night, I was sure that she was the crazy one and I was just being normal. I was born into a big American-Mexican family, three boys and three girls. I was the youngest of the boys and grew up in the barrio in Laverne, California. I was as mischievous as any kid in the neighborhood, but then all the kids were. We went to church once in a while, but I never understood what it was about. I thought there was a God, but never thought he cared that much about me. When I was in the seventh grade, I changed schools and met a different crowd of people whose favorite pastime was stealing stuff. I knew I'd eventually get caught, but didn't care. Going to jail was like a rite of passage into manhood. Before my 17th birthday, I had already spent six months in a boys' detention camp in San Dimas. The moment I was released, the first thing I wanted to do was hang out with my homeboys.
3: Arturo, over here. Hurry up, will you?
2: Where's my mom? I thought she was picking me up.
3: She's got a cold, so she sent me. I'll drop you off, and then I have to get to my job. Drop me off at Nero's house. I promised him and Chava I would hang out with them when I got out. Oh, no way, mister. I've got strict orders to take you to school to register for classes. Come on, sis. Drop me off at Nero. you you need a diploma to get a decent job. And Mama said if you go back to school, she'll make your favorite enchiladas tonight.
2: I hate school. Just tell her that I got a job somewhere You want
3: me to lie to Mama? You must be out of your mind, big brother. I ought to take you right back to that detention camp and tell them to keep you. Okay, okay, I'll go back to school. You will make Mama very happy. And be respectful to the principal when you meet him. Who? Old
2: man Nelson? You show him respect. Yeah, yeah, he'll be so happy to see me, he won't know what to say.
4: Hello, Arthur. Uh, Please have a seat. So, what can I do for my favorite truant?
2: Well, I was hoping I could register for classes and, you know, get back on track. I did have some schooling in Juvie Camp this summer and earned me some credits toward graduation, but not enough. I know I kind of messed up last year.
4: No, well, that's putting it mildly. I looked at your record before you came in. Guess how many days you actually attended school for your final semester? Oh, that's okay. I, I don't want you to exert yourself. So I'll tell you, 35, only 35 out of 90. And as a result, you failed each and every class.
2: Mr. Nelson, I can explain. Yeah. You see a,
4: a shame. Actually, you're only 30 credits shy of graduating and receiving your diploma.
2: I promise I'll do better next time. I promise. So can I get my schedule? What's my first class?
4: Oh, well, that's totally up to you. I can recommend a GED program in the city that you might do well at if you apply yourself.
2: I don't understand. I want to re-enroll here.
4: I'm afraid you would be a bad influence on the younger students. It's time you realize that choices have consequences. Sorry, Arthur.
2: He was right, you know. The choices we make do have consequences, but I was too proud to admit it. I left his office so angry, angry at myself, at the system, and everything. I needed some place to hang out after I left school, so I headed over to Choco's house. He had been my Vatos, my best friend since seventh grade. And there was something different about him that just drew me to him. I think it was because we respected each other. He grabbed his guitar and we headed over to our favorite park. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe get my job back at Paper Pack in Laverne. Then what? Take some night classes, get my GED so I don't spend the rest of my life
5: at Paper Pack. How about you? Maybe college. I've been praying about it. Man, you're always praying. I think God wants me to be a minister. (laughs) You're joking, right? I'm serious, man. Maybe you'll be my first convert. Oh, that, my friend, will never happen.
2: (laughs) I got a job at Paper Pack working in the warehouse. I enrolled in continuation school after Christmas break and earned enough credits by April to get my high school diploma. Somewhere along the way, Choco and I lost touch. He went his way and I went mine. Someone told me he was off somewhere serving God. (laughs) I was serving myself, I suppose. The next two years were a blur from constantly drinking and drugging. I was in and out of the L.A. county jail, 10, 20, 30 days at a time for petty things and the occasional DUI. Laying in my cell bunk one night, Stella's face came to my mind. I remembered us joking about writing each other if I was ever in jail. So the next morning I wrote her, asking about her life, and surprisingly she wrote me back once a week. I promised that I would call her the moment I was out of county jail. The day I was released, I went home, started hanging with the same crowd, and totally forgot about Stella. Hola? What, Monica?
3: Guess who I ran into at work?
2: Well, how should I know?
3: Your pen pal, Stella!
2: <laughs> You're kidding! She works there?
3: Just started. And she is mad at you, big brother. Really, really mad.
2: Why? What did I do?
3: <laughs> it's what you didn't do.
2: What I didn't do? Oh, Lord, be daddy! I forgot to call her! Tell her that he just got out yesterday.
3: Too late, big brother. She asked me when you were getting out and I said, you got out three weeks ago. Oh,
2: no, you didn't. Oh, yes,
3: I did. She's steaming mad at you. You want my advice? She'll be on her lunch break at noon, and if I was you, I'd be in the parking lot with flowers. Not the dandelions from the park, but real roses. Red ones. You're crazy if you let this one get away.
4: Pretty flowers.
1: Are they for your sister?
2: Actually, they're for this girl that I know.
1: You mean that girl who wrote you every week when you were in jail? The one you told, and I quote, I can't wait to see you and the moment I'm out of here, I'm going to call you and tell you how much you mean to me? That girl?
2: Yeah, that's the one. Do you think she can forgive me? maybe. Is she still mad at me?
1: Definitely. I'd give her some time, you know? Take things slow. Nice and slow.
2: Nice and slow. Got it. Maybe I'll swing by her house tonight, if that's okay.
1: Okay. I'll let her know.
2: That night I started spending every free minute with Stella. She and I were married the following year. Most of the guys I used to hang out with also married around the same time. So we eventually started partying with my friends and their wives. My and Stella's apartment became the party place with plenty of drugs and alcohol. Two years later, I started my dream job at Mattel. Almost everybody that I hung around with at work smoked pot, so I started dealing drugs to pay for my own habit. Everything from reds, yellow jackets, to LSD. I made mucho dinero and kept myself supplied. I was also sneaking, okay, stealing toys and selling them in the hood. My system was, I'd go in early and prowl the production lines. Sneak the merchandise into my locker, then eventually take them home. It worked like a charm until... Art Armenta, please report to the
5: head of security. Please report to the office of security.
0: Folks, we'll get back to Art's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org org and then click the donate button or you can always write a check unshackled we take checks you mail that check to 1458 south canal street chicago illinois 60607 we thank you for your partnership in our ministry and now back to the true story of art armenta
2: come in Foreman said you wanted to see me. Yes, Art. Is there something broke I can fix?
1: Hmm. I wish it was that easy. Please, have a seat. How long have you been with us, Arthur?
2: Eleven years this past September.
1: Do you enjoy your job? Like what we pay you? Yes, ma'am. Now, let's talk about the things we found in your tool locker.
2: I-I-I don't know what you mean. Um, maybe someone else put those toys in there. Hm.
1: That's funny. I never mentioned toys. Well, no ma'am. I, I, I just assumed... We both know what you've been doing, don't we?
2: <sighs> yes, ma'am.
1: Arthur, I'm giving you a choice. You can resign, or you can fight to keep your job and lose, at which time you will be fired and will lose us as a reference. Well, either way, I lose my job? That's not a choice! You made a choice when you started stealing from this company. And now I'm giving you a choice either resign or be fired. Which one is it?
2: What choice did I have? I resigned and had to explain to the mother of my three small children what happened. I was unemployed from October to April and I couldn't draw unemployment because I had quit my job voluntarily. The severance pay I received started running low. We had three kids, Erica, Rebecca and Arturo. And we had a mortgage and bills and the kids needed clothes and shoes and we had no money. I was job hunting with no luck. I started feeling sorry. Not for myself, but for my family. They didn't deserve what I was putting them through. Look at these bills.
1: Every one of them is past due. I'm doing everything I can. I don't know where else to look. Maybe it's time... maybe it's time I helped. The kids are older. I'm sure I can find something to We've
2: already talked about this. It's my responsibility to provide for this family.
1: I know. You're a good man. But your part-time job isn't enough. This isn't about you, Art. It's about us. I know God will get us through this, but... You think God cares about us? Where is he? He's in my heart and, and yours, if you let him. And I know that if I trust him, he will provide for us. All we have to do is keep praying. I pray for a better job every day, but he never answers me. Maybe his answer is for me to go back to work. I don't like it, but okay. That's good, because I have an interview tomorrow morning. So how come he answers your prayers and not mine? Virgie's coming over to watch the kids and cut your hair before you go to work.
2: Can't anyone else do it besides your sister-in-law. All she ever wants to do is talk about Jesus. Jesus loves you, Art. Jesus wants to save you, Art. If I could afford that hair, could I go to a barber who only talked about baseball?
1: Oh, he promised me you'll be nice.
2: I'll try.
3: Put your head down so I can trim the back.
2: You seem unusually quiet today.
3: <laughs> what do you mean?
2: Well, you usually talk nonstop about that religion of yours.
3: <laughs> it's not a religion, Art. It's our relationship with Jesus.
2: So you and Stella keep telling me.
3: When I'm quiet. That means I'm praying that my brother-in-law would know how much God loves him. (laughs) Oh,
2: brother. Hey, I'm looking for a new barber, you know any?
3: Sure, if you got money. I always give you the family rate. Nada. Big interview day for Stella. She'll get hired. I know she will.
2: I don't even know what type of company it is.
3: (laughs) She didn't tell you? It's not a business. Then what is it? (laughs) It's a church.
5: Hi there, can I help you?
1: I have an appointment with Pastor Pereda.
5: That's my brother. He's just finishing a call and should be out shortly. My name's Choco. I'm a volunteer here and I play in the worship band. So what brings you to the House of Praise, Miss?
1: Armenta, Stella Armenta. I'm interviewing for the job in the nursery.
5: Armenta? I I knew an art Armenta when I was growing up. We used to be good friends in high school, but we went our separate ways. Hey, any chance you know an Art Armenta and where I can reach him?
1: (laughs) I can give you his phone number.
5: Really? That's great!
1: Actually, it's the same as mine. (laughs) Art's my husband.
0: I can't believe I ran into your wife Stella today.
2: I can't believe it either, man. Small world, huh?
5: Sure is. And now that she's working for the church, you and I can see each other every Sunday.
2: No, no, man. (laughs) Going to church is her thing, not mine. I had enough church when we were kids.
5: Well, this church is really different, Art. The preaching is powerful, speaks right to the people's hearts, and the worship band blows the roof off. Man, I'd love to see you. Promise me you'll come this Sunday and hear me play the guitar, like old times. What do you say?
2: Mm, all right, I promise. But just this once, I went to church I sat way in the back and heard the worship music and the sermon. Most of all, I watched Choco. He had this look on his face like he was seeing God while singing those songs. Songs I'd never heard before. After the service, I told Choco I enjoyed it, but made no commitment to come back. Okay, I said I might be back, but made no promises. I felt like a fish out of water the whole time I was there. Up till that day, I didn't think twice about my drinking, smoking weed, or my drug dealing. In my wasted mind, I would often think about death and where I'd go if I died. Sometimes I would just lay in the bed staring at the ceiling, afraid to go asleep because if I didn't wake up, I knew where I'd be. I guess a part of me believed in hell. I think about what my sister-in-law, Virgie, shared with me, but still wasn't ready to let anything but me be in control until...
1: Apurate, niñas! It's time to go to church! I take it you're not going with us?
2: Nope. Arturo and I are going to stay home and watch television.
1: What do you want me to tell Choco when I
2: see him? Tell him to have a good time singing to God. You go on now or you'll be late seeing all those good church
1: folk. Goodbye, Art.
2: And now, my little boy, you sit right here next to me while Danny rolls a joint. And before my mom gets back, we'll open all the windows and air out the house. She'll never know. Now, son, the secret to rolling a joint is to pack it just right, so... What are you doing, Art? Your daughters are in church learning about God and you're sitting at home rolling a joint, teaching her son to be like you? Teaching him to be a druggie, a thief, and a liar, just like his daddy? Art, what are you doing? What kind of man am I? This is crazy. I can't even have a joint without feeling guilty. (sighs) Come on, son. Let's get you out of those PJs and go meet my mom and the girls at church. So at the church, I dropped off my son in the nursery where Stella was. She had the biggest grin on her face as if she knew something big was about to happen. I went into the church service and sat in the back row again. This time, for the first time in my life, I listened. I felt like the pastor was talking about me and to me. He said I was a sinner that needed Jesus to save me from eternal separation with God. I knew he was right. He explained that deliverance from that separation only comes through being born again, right then. I finally understood that salvation comes through the repentance of sins and the belief that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. In that moment of prayer, of repentance and belief, I was justified and began the process of being sanctified. In that moment, a wave of emotion came over me. I rushed out of church without talking to anyone and ran home.
5: Mind if I come in? Hey, Choco. Stella took the kids to your mom's house for a while. Asked me to check on you.
2: I. I get it. I believe in Jesus Christ.
5: I know. (laughs) I was watching you. I don't know how to describe what just happened to me. I do. You sincerely repented and believed, you were born again. You have now joined a family of believers that will spend eternity in heaven with our Lord Jesus. I've
2: always had a fear of dying because deep down inside, I knew I'd go to hell because of my sin. I was my own God. But knowing now that Jesus died for my sins, wow, He must love me because I've done a lot of bad stuff in my life. Look at me. My hands are still shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Right before you walked in, I was thinking about rolling a joint to calm myself down. Like a muscle reflex, you know? Whenever I feel out of control, it's what I've always done. But this time was different, Choco. It was like this voice inside me was telling me I don't need to do that stuff
5: anymore. Yeah, brother. That was God's spirit speaking to you, the Holy Spirit. You don't need drugs or booze now that you've got Jesus. You'll still have temptations, but God can shape you, regenerate you into the man, the husband, the father you always wanted to be. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You're a new man, Art, and now your whole family will be blessed because you gave your life to Christ. After that day,
2: I went to church every chance I could in order to learn more about God and his plan for my life. The Lord used the church and the pastors there to teach me how to be a Christian husband, daddy, and provider. And Stella, she was always right there by my side. I tell everybody that my first eight years of married life, I put my wife through some inexcusable things. She told me later there were times she didn't like me you never stop loving me before i met jesus the only legacy i was leaving my kids was an example of a lost selfish soul headed to hell jesus changed all that and no matter what you've done in life he could do the same
0: for you friend as we learned from art what could very well be keeping you from overcoming the pattern of self-sabotage Or a life of empty desperation is your own sinful nature our very own sin whether it's like arts or what you may deem better or worse makes each one of us deserving of hell nothing and no one can save us from that destiny except the one who was sinless Jesus Christ he became the substitution for you by taking on all of your sins and receiving the punishment so that you wouldn't have to. If you will repent and trust in Him, you can have eternal salvation. And He will turn those areas of desperation and self-sabotage to areas of peace and hope. If you've not believed in Jesus as Savior, do not hesitate. Your life could end at any moment. Not only do you want to be ready, but you want to have a life that was lived for Jesus. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, Please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. Okay, now for the fun part. It's officially time to announce the winner of our prize for our sweepstakes contest. Now to remind you, our prize is a beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The scripture on this particular plaque is John 8, 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And the winner of the sweepstake drawing for this beautiful scripture plaque is, drum roll, thank you, 13-year-old Nathaniel McManus. When we called Nathaniel, we learned he listens to Unshackled every night and tells everyone he knows about our show. (laughs) Well, Nathaniel, We have been so blessed by your support and your enthusiasm. We pray this gift can always remind you of the truth of God's word. And we look forward to meeting you in person someday if you come down to the mission and see an unshackled episode live, which we do here every Saturday. A big thank you to everyone else who entered. And be sure to stay tuned for our next sweepstakes drawing for another chance to win. And next time... I ask you again, why are you here? And I tell you again,
2: three men came to my home early this morning and brought me here. I have been in this prison
0: cell all day long, but I don't know why. The year was 1948. Harlan Popov was soon put to the ultimate test as communists took over his beloved country. Prisoner Popov, you will stand there until I return for your answer tomorrow morning. (laughs) He transformed from a hardline atheist into a devoted man of God.
5: I went there expecting
0: a battle of the intellect. I didn't expect it to touch my heart. He's real, Christo. He's here. His spirit is in me. He now faced a fight for his faith and his life.
5: The communists, they consider Christians a threat. Harlan, they will target you.
0: I follow God, not the communists. Don't miss part one of his remarkable true story on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Art Armenta were Howard Friedland, Anna Maria Alvarez, Amanda Markeski, and Demetrius Troy. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Scott Kirk. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.